to This Versus That, Making Wedding Decisions with Kelly McWilliams. This podcast is for you if you're making a wedding decision and want to know what to consider before saying I do to all the things that will make your wedding experience a great one. I'm your host, Kelly McWilliams, and I'm so glad to be a part of your wedding planning journey. In each episode, you can count on me and my expert wedding co-hosts to give you everything it takes to make the best decisions for the wedding that you're dreaming of. DIY is, it's a big topic. I mean, there's there's a lot to be considered and there's a lot of pros to it and there's definitely a lot of cons to it. And so this, this I have a feeling this is going to be one of the more um, popular episodes. And I invited my friend Shonda Daniels to talk with me all about it. Let me tell you about Shonda. She is recognized as one of the nation's leading LGBTQ plus wedding experts. Shonda Daniels is the owner and creative director of the Shonda Daniels Planning and Design and founder of A Monique Affair, one of the leading event planning companies in the San Francisco Bay Area. A natural at designing and planning events, Shonda's years of design experience have established her as an expert in her field. Earning a Bachelor of the Arts degree in hospital management from San Francisco State University, Shonda has mastered the fundamentals of her craft. Combining these skills with her passion for creating events, she founded a Monique Affair in February 1999 and in 2018 founded Shonda Daniels Planning and Design, which focuses on refined fine art wedding weekends. With 22 years of planning and design experience, Shonda has worked with some of the most prestigious venues and creatives in the industry. As an industry educator, Shonda loves to educate her peers and new creatives entering the wedding industry on LGBTQ plus weddings and diversity and inclusion. Shonda believes in celebrating milestone events with class, style, and richness. Shonda's weddings have been featured in several national publications, including Martha Stewart Weddings, Munalucci Bride, The Knot, and Today's Bride, and was named 2020 Top Wedding Planner by Harper's Bazaar, Martha Stewart Weddings, and Brides Magazine. You guys, pay attention in this episode, because we do go back and forth quite a bit, and um, we have a lot of good stories, a lot of funny stories, and you're going to get the introduction of Janice, Linda, and Susan to our uh, faux wedding family, as you've come to know from Aunt Sally and Uncle Joe throughout all of the episodes. I'm really glad to have her here with us today. Enjoy. Hi, Shonda. Hi. Good morning. Thank you for getting up so early in the morning to do this with me. Thank you for having me. (laughs) No, I love it. Well, you know, I love um, podcasting and talking about weddings, and I feel like maybe you do too. (laughs) I think so. That is what I talk about the most. (laughs) Okay. So I told everyone about you already, but I would love to hear you tell us, you know, why you're an expert on this topic, which is hiring professionals versus DIYing it or vice versa or something like that. Um, Yeah. So what makes you an expert on this topic? I am an expert on this topic because I have been planning um, weddings for about half my life. Literally really? half my life because I'm 50. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. It's been a very, you, very long time. You are a seasoned pro then. I, and I'm sure you've got all the stories behind this. <laughs> the good, the bad, the interesting, the amazing. <laughs> I have it all. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
Um, and you're out in California. Is that where you um, mostly plan your weddings or are they all over the place? We typically, yes, we're typically in California, but I go all mm-hmm. over. I tell people, okay. I tell our clients, we all have passports. Wherever you need us to go, yeah. we are a plane ride away. Okay. I'm getting on a lot of planes this year. I'm very excited. Oh, lucky. Uh, yeah. I'm going to New York at the beginning of no, I'm going to Chicago the beginning of the first week of September, then go to New York the first week of October, and then I go to Ireland in the end of October. Ireland. And yeah. Yeah, I'm going wow. to a conference there. And then I'm going to um, Arizona in December. So I'm excited. Nice. I love to travel. Love to travel. Okay, we should talk about wedding stuff now. <laughs> Although all of those travels are for wedding stuff. So, but anyways. Okay. So this was the top, you came up with this topic and I'm so glad that you did because I think it's something that everyone wonders or considers at some point, whether to do something DIY or to do something um, with, um, you know, hire a professional for it. Mm -hmm. So my thought is that most people, I think there's two reasons that people choose to do DIY. Mm -hmm. One, it could be because of finances. And I think that's going to be the least expensive way and to make sure that that something can happen. Or two, because they just love DIYing things, like maybe the creative aspect to it. So um, I think I think those are the two reasons. Can you think of any other reason that someone would truly go for DIY? You hit it. You hit it right on. Yep. Those okay. are the two, the absolute two reasons why. Yeah. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk about DIY first versus instead, of, and we'll hit professionals later. Okay. But let's talk about some of the. Let's talk about, should we do pros or cons of DIY first? Uh, Let's do, okay, let's start with the positive. Let's do the the pros. (laughs) I'm going to sip my tea. (laughs) I'm drinking my coffee, yes. Okay, okay. So pros to DIY. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start? Yes. And then I'll follow up? Okay. I will start. Okay, so... One of the best pros that I had was this season. So I had a um, I had a couple and the bride, she said, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to DIY all of my signage. Of course, after after meeting different creatives and looking at the price, touching on what you said about like wanting to make sure it's, you know, keeping the budget in line. So mm-hmm. she said, I'm going to do I'm going to do my um, my invitations, all of my stationery. And I said, oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. I'm already starting to get like stress hives from this story. No, for real. I was just like, okay, "Okay, I'm being open. Okay, let me, let me just see. And I am telling you, when she sent over the vision board that she put together Uh of her signage and it looked literally, it looked just like a vision board that would come over from a stationary designer, right? Oh. The, the proposal, I really, I'm going to show you, I'm going to send you some images later, okay. but yeah, it was so laid out and I took a, I took a, a breath of relief. I was like, okay, uh-huh. this is going to be amazing. And yeah. in that case, she was able to save a lot. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It went along with the rest of the decor 
And it was something that was really personal because it was something that she really loved to do. Sure. Did she, let me ask the question. Did she have some knowledge in, um, you know, graphic arts or stationary design or anything like yes. to, to start with? Yes. Okay. Only because she really, I can't remember if that was her profession, but it was something that she really, really loved and had okay. a lot of knowledge in because Kelly, when yeah. I received the, when I received my sample of it, I hadn't touched mm-hmm. the paper or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But when I got the save the date in the mail and just mm-hmm. filling the paper, it filled, it felt extremely like the paper was so smooth and just everything. Oh, it was. So she really, she, she really did it well. Yeah, all out and stayed under budget. So okay, that so was a win. Totally a win. And I, I, I'm going to tell the opposite story. And this is even worse because Uh-oh. I, this is a DIY that I did. And let me tell you, I need to not do that. <laughs> I need to stay in my you're own gonna, lane. You're going to make me choke. <laughs> no, I know. I know. So I'm confessing everyone. Um, this is the time where you can straight up laugh at Kelly because um, I had a client who, there was a, a something popped up in within her like her family that was going to interfere with the date of her wedding. Like they got a save the date for a big family event that was super close to their wedding date. And we were a month out before we were going to meet with our stationary person. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, my gosh, we have to do something really fast because now they've sent the city of a date off of this, but it's going to interfere. It's too close to our wedding. So I said, okay. Um, but our stationary person was like out of the country. And so I, uh, she said, this is what I was hoping to have. So she sent me something and I was like, oh, I can go on Canva and like make something real quick for her. Like, how hard could this be? Okay. Let me tell you, that did not go over well, like even a little bit. Um, and I was straight up embarrassed. I was like, okay, <laughs> but I was, I mean, I was, for me, it was like means to an end. Like we got to get something out really, really fast, yes. you know? And, um, in the end we, um, decided to wait until the stationary came person came back <laughs> from her vacation, which was the right thing oh to do my, in that situation. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think that there's something to be said for if you really have the knowledge and experience um, maybe not even the experience, the knowledge to be able to pull something off that's DIY, then yeah, definitely consider it. Um, and you know, going back to the point of like dollars, there's almost always, almost always, it will be less expensive, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish if you're doing it yourself. But I actually, you know, I don't know that it's always the case. I, I think with tangible products, yeah. like things like stationery, yeah. um, maybe favors, welcome bags, stuff like that, I feel like those you can save a lot of money on doing them yourself. The negative to that is, or the hard part of that, is that you're spending the time to do it. So if you don't have the time to actually get those things done and you're rushing, they're probably not going to turn out to the quality level that you were hoping for. And it's going to stress you out. I mean, 100% can stress you out because they don't always go right the first time and you have to redo them again. 
so on and so forth. Yes. And like you, like it, like you were saying about your experience, I've done that before too, in the very beginning thinking, oh, I'll save clients. I can do this. Yeah. And I quickly became okay with knowing <laughs> I am not a stationary designer. I am. No, I, I will tell no. people to this day, I am not a DIY person. Like mm-hmm. I just can't do that. Right. Yeah. But like you said, if you if you know that you have this skill and this is something that you do all the time and this is not going to be your first time trying to attempt it, yeah, then yeah, go ahead, do your yeah, thing. Absolutely. But if it's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. And I, I love that for your client, she loved the process of doing it, you know. And so, and I love that in the end, those are things that are gonna mean something to her, you know. Yes. And I, I wish in instances like that, that maybe her guests could know that she did those or her, that was her artwork or that she put that effort into it. I think that's lovely. And I hope she got some credit for it. Oh, she, she did. I definitely told the wedding party and they all knew Mm -hmm. they, yeah. And they spread the word. And of course. Okay, this is my little secret. This is the first time saying this out loud, but okay. we're gonna have her come on board and do our stationery for <gasps> our oh she for was our that a Monique good. Fair. Yeah, for our a Monica Fair clients because literally, I'm not joking you. It was like a creative, like just a regular stationery creative. So beautiful. So yeah. that is that was a hundred percent win win all the way around. Cool. Well, we've talked a lot about stationery. Let's talk about some of the other elements of the wedding that I would, you know, let's go through all of them for a good portion of them and see where we find people should maybe 100% stay away from trying to do DIY and ones that are a good, like maybe put some thought into potentially doing these. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yes. So clearly you don't want to have your own venue. Like you don't want to create this from scratch, but there, you know, it's kind of DIYing if you like do it at your home, you know, like then you're pulling all the pieces together. Huge cost factor in that if you're doing it from scratch and you you are taking the lead on it. And if you don't have the logistical knowledge to pull something like that off, you, boy, you can end up in some trouble, like big time between electrical and weather and, you know, installations and, you know, all of those things. Wouldn't you agree? I agree 100%. We do a lot of, we do a majority of our weddings under Shonda Daniels. We do a majority Mm -hmm. at private properties and that's restrooms. Like you, like you said, that's power though. It's different logistical things. It's parking. It's other things where you feel like, okay, this is going to be an intimate wedding at home, but ultimately do you want all the folks using your restroom? Do you want like there are other things that you have to bring in that will make it as close to renting a venue? Yes. With the where someone else is taking care of it, where someone else is taking care of it, especially if you don't hire a professional. If you're trying to do this yourself, it can totally. You're also not going to get the day off to enjoy your wedding. No, that's not going to happen or the day before or the day before that, which can be incredibly stressful. So the solution to, if you're going to DIY your venue, mm-hmm. meaning your home or, you know, you've got some plot of land or something like that, is to hire a professional, wow. which in this case would be a wedding coordinator or some kind of project manager or something, somebody 
to pass all of the work on to you at the tail end once you've accomplished it all. Um, and it's not something I would wait to the last minute to do. Definitely. You want to bring someone in like that early. And then even if they're not coming in till the end, at least they have, you have knowledge from them to, to know what they're going to need to be able to execute for you on the weekend of your wedding. Definitely. And I would say if you can't, if you can't hire, if you're doing it at home, you should be able to hire a planner at some point. But well, hopefully that you saved a little money doing that so that you could. Yeah. But if you can't, at least go at least check in with your rental company. Hire a rental company that is absolutely used to doing setting up uh, doing private property events and find a caterer that is used to doing private property events and let them know that you don't have a planner and how much can they help in that way because they will have those things automatically. Just that check is in such with great them. advice. That's such great advice. Okay. Uh, DIYing. Um, let's go with that. A wedding coordinator. Oh, Wait, how long so, is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but some people are going to do it and some people have to. Yes. They have to bring in a friend or family member to fill that role. Where's my cup? I know. <laughs> so here's the thing. You absolutely can do it. People do it all of the time. The And I think there was another... Um, I can't remember what episode it was. We did another episode that was, we we touched base on some of the things having to deal with this, but, and I'll try to find that and put that in the show notes. But if you're going to DIY your coordinator or, um, you know, planner, find someone who one has the time to do it, who can follow along in the planning journey with you. So that it's not just like, you're like handing over a page of notes and five boxes of stuff to put out all over the place. That does not work. That does not work. It works for when you have a professional who's been doing it for 20 or 25 years. You can hand me a box of stuff and two pages of notes and I'll be able to fly. Like, no problem. But for someone who hasn't <laughs> done it before, who also, oh, I know we oh, talked about no. in that episode. I, I, I'm going to have to go back and find this episode because we were talking about, you know, like um, if you have you know Aunt Sally, who's supposed to be your day of coordinator, um, she also wants to be with her sister yes. and um, her daughter and her friends and family. So her attention, although she wants to be responsible and help you out, there is no way that she can completely separate and compartmentalize her job as your coordinator for that day and being a, a family member. It's just it's a lot to ask of one person. And it's, you know, it's stressful enough for, you know, just for a professional coming in the door. Yes. But for someone who is not fully aware of absolutely everything and how everything should roll with working with other professionals, you know, it's it's yes. a lot. It's yes. a lot. Yes. So I would say if you what I've advised people before is that if they are going to have somebody in that capacity. Try to find somebody who has a little a little experience. So say, for instance, mm-hmm. they do it at church or they do it somewhere else. Oh, at good least idea. so they if they have some basic knowledge and then find a planner in your area that can maybe do consultations, maybe do like an hourly to check in with that person and maybe even hire that planner to go over to help you create a timeline and then coach that person 
on the things that they should look out for and then give them some tools on how Mm -hmm. to take care of some of those emergencies that may come up, how to catch up if you're late, how to do this, how to like some of the basic key things that we all that we know as a planner, give it to that person and at least give them the tools so they can be successful in helping you. Because that to me, I feel like that would be the worst. That would be a horrible situation to be in if you don't have any experience, something goes wrong. What do you do? And you don't know how to fix it. And you don't know how to fix it. That's such a good tip. Yeah. And there's lots of uh, wedding planners and coordinators out there that will do that for you. Yes. Um, You just reach out to them in their contact form and say, I just need some consultation help. You know, are you available on an hourly basis? I think. And if you can find someone local who even can just come for an hour to walk through the space with you to like give you some insight, you know, away from, you know, what your venue is telling you. It's I, 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 like that. I know, yes. I know that the dollar spent there will be well invested and you're going to walk Absolutely. away feeling so much better. Okay. So let's talk about ooh, cake. Hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, have you had a DIY cake before? Uh-huh. I knew <laughs> you were going to ask. Um, not necessarily a DIY cake. However, I've had, oh, I've had one where the pastry chef was um, supposed to be very well knowledgeed and experienced okay. in vegan cakes. Oh. Yeah. And he put butter in it or something like that. And it was a, it felt like a DIY cake because between the caterer, between our team, trying to like make it into what it is versus actually paying the money to go to someone who Who were a little more expensive. Here, this is, this is one of those things where if mm -hmm. it's specialty, you cannot try to DIY it unless you're doing like a flourless chocolate tort. Like who could who could yeah. who could go wrong with that? Well, I've seen people do that wrong too. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Well, yes. But, but you know, but I mean, there, you're absolutely right. Though, is if, if you know, um, paying for the appropriate level of professional is this same route as DIY because in that instance, it was. Just as bad Just, as maybe making your own cake. It, so, and in that case, someone actually spent the money. They which spent is terrible. It. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I did have in Aunt. Sa- I always use Aunt Sally when I'm talking about somebody. Aunt Sally and Uncle Joe are who I use. Come for on, my- Sally and Joe. Come on, yeah. up your game. <laughs> so I had an Aunt Sally who made a cake um, and left it under a tent at 85 degrees for several hours. And um, it went bad. I ended up having to have the couple fake eat the cake, like take their bite, like they knew it was bad and not to put it in their mouth. And then I had to purposely drop the cake in the mulch to make it go away because I couldn't feed 200 guests bad cake, like not bad, like tasted bad. Like it's going to make you sick bad. It was turning yellow bacteria. Oh, no. So, yeah. Okay. So we talked about uh, wedding planners, venues, cake. Um... Which one do you want to hit next? Catering. Catering. Oh. Yeah. Girl, yes. Okay, so I haven't had one of these. What kind of experience have you had? I mean, okay. 25 years. 
I'm trying to think which one I want to talk about. Oh, really? I haven't had, I don't think I've had one. Uh, I, uh, oh, mm, yeah, take that back. Yes, I did. I wiped it from my memory is what happened. Okay, let's talk about what, let's talk about the pros and cons of that. And you, you, know, if you have a story to go along with it. That's great. Okay, so the pros. Mm-hmm. If you want to do a food truck, your expectations of that food truck and the experience of the food truck needs to match going with the food truck. So if you want to have that chill vibe, what have you, then having your guests go up like you would at a at any kind of food truck is the experience Mm -hmm. that you have to have for that. You can't. Ex- yeah. And then and then if you do that, that's perfect. It flows nicely. It's fun for everyone. But However, everyone's getting in line waiting 10 minutes and yes. there's no way they're getting through 150 people in enough time and they're going to run out at some point. And yeah, but the other are hard, the other part, they can be OK if that's what you want, if that's the experience. But the right. other side of that, you can't expect you can't take a food truck because of the cost. And try to turn it into a full service catering. It is not the same. No. You still have a ton of DIY with that. Yeah. You still have a ton. You still, you're not going to get a sit down dinner. You're not going to get servers. You're not going to get all these other things. So having it for the wrong reasons is where people, where it cannot turn out the right way and maybe not meet your expectations. But if you want that food truck experience, then yeah. It's it's all good. Yeah. You just have to go in with the exactly right, the right frame of mind and and know and you're get you know, you have to set your guests up for that and real you know, knowing that and I could do a whole episode on food trucks because that's <laughs> I mean, it's a really popular thing to yeah. do. And I think you know, there's you know, deciding to do it, you just there's a lot to to consider. There so, yes, is a that's lot. definitely an episode coming soon too, this versus that. Um, the, in my experience, the one DIY I had was, and I, what I, and one thing that I love about the idea of DIY catering is that you can have a menu that is completely what you wanted to have with the recipes that you wanted to have and the right textures and the right flavors and, you know, you know, everything that you hope to have, especially like for a cultural wedding, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, for mine, the one, the one that I had, like I said, decades ago, um, the groom was from Laos and his community, um, brought, we, we had some, um, like comfort food from a t- you know traditional caterer, mm-hmm. but then they also had, um, their Laos family and friends from their neighborhood brought an entire buffet of food that was, you know, Laotian food, absolutely delicious. Everyone loved it, but, mm, but yeah. There wasn't enough of it. Uh-huh. It wasn't set up on time. It um, was poorly presented. They didn't come with all of the things that you would need. At j- just like what you were talking about before. You you know, if it's like it's like the aunts and the neighbors and the uncles and the you know grandma, they're all cooking the food and bringing it. And then one, they're all go sitting down and having a yes. great time at the, at the wedding. They're not taking care of the the buff- the buffet. But they also don't know that you've got to have utensils to serve this kind of thing. And, you know, like 
Did you bring the, you know, enough sterno to keep, you know, the shaping dishes hot? So I love, love, love. I think the pro to catering on your own is that you can develop the menu that you love, that you want, and, you know, something that you cherish and, you know, is going to make your guests feel great because it's what they love. Um, But the con is it's in the end, there's a lot of logistical that you um, that you're going to have to figure out in the beginning on your own. Yeah. Well, you know what, Kelly, we've had that same situation, too, where it was because of cultural Mm -hmm. cultural needs and they just wanted to have just they just want to include their cultural dishes. But for me, I feel like if there is a way to marry the two, marry the two. Yeah, we can <laughs> see how I did that. Yeah, but that was good. <laughs> if there was a way to hire a professional caterer and say, okay, we want to include these dishes. Here's Aunt Sally that's going to drop this off. Can like let's can you be in charge of plating? Like, yeah. have some, just be open that and honest and have great, some conversation. Great idea. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I think so many caterers would be open to that. Um, there's there's going to be some like liability concerns without a doubt, you know, because it's not food that they prepared. Yes. Yes. Um, so it's, you know, I think there's, they're just going to probably my guess is going to want to have it separated somewhat. And they're just providing like the service staff to like, to make things like that happen. So that's just something to be aware of. If you are going in that situation, um, let's move on to okay. um, hair and makeup. Oh, so oh. I, okay. So here, here, <laughs> I, I can go either way on this. Me personally here, I'm going to tell you the pros I think to having a professional there. Okay. Because I feel, I feel, I feel pretty strongly about it, but I completely can understand and say that I've had some really great experiences with doing DIY. Okay. Professionals, they're going to make sure everyone is ready on time. Yes. One. They are going to, too, make sure that the makeup and hair that they do are there for the long haul. Meaning at 1030, when you're dancing on the dance floor, your bobby pins aren't falling out and you don't have raccoon eyes from eyeliner and mascara coming underneath. If if your photographer and videographer is still there, they're catching that. That's all caught. (laughs) And not only that, everyone around you is looking at you with like your hair half down and you know, mascara, like the raccoon eyes. And you do have more makeup on on your on your wedding day than you would traditionally, like I'm just walking down the street. So there's more of it to like, I hate to use the word collapse, but that's, yeah, you know, pretty much what, what you know, what happens. It's a long day. It's a long day. And the professionals, they know it's like, even though, you know, their, their makeup products are, mm-hmm. you know, something that you could get, it's they know how to treat your skin. They know what products to put in in you the combinations of them in your hair to make that last and still look really really good and not unnatural. So um, the the con to hair and makeup artists is that you know it could feel very pricey to you, but you're paying for not only their time, you're also yes. paying for their product and their education. Yes. You know, um, so there's. There's a lot to be said for, you know, and they don't get to do several weddings a day with, you know, and they don't get to go, you know, do their job. And like, it's not a once a week, uh, it is a once a week job, you know, or maybe two weekends on a Saturday and a Sunday or whatnot, but they don't get to work five days a week. So 
yeah, it's there's a cost involved in in having that. Yeah, I okay, Kelly. I have to say, I honestly, I I'm a hundred percent hair and makeup teens. Oh, you are. I can't okay. even. I can't even think. Because, so no, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to cut you off because here's, and I don't mean to cut you off, but you know. So the reason that I am sometimes, sometimes okay with um, doing DIY Mm -hmm. is sometimes you really just are really good at doing your own hair and makeup. And, you know, um, it could also be the financial thing, you know, but if you don't have a large wedding party and you're only concerned with yourself, like, and you, you know, you I mean, most of us, by the time we're adults, are pretty good at doing our own hair and makeup. Mm -hmm. Just realize that it's a longer, more difficult day. It's not your ordinary day. And so you really do need that 12 to 15 hour makeup, you know, and 12 to 15 hour hairdo. Um, So, I mean, those are the cons to it. But I think if you're, you know, if you feel really confident in your own personal skills, Mm -hmm. great. Where I do have trouble with it, Shonda, is when you've got a large wedding party and someone's coming in who isn't a professional, like, oh, my friend Janice, uh, she's coming to the wedding. The Janice is a new name I'm introducing into our, <laughs> our fake, our faux wedding party. I love it. <laughs> yeah. You're the first to hear about Janice. Janice is the friend. Janice. So, yeah. Jan- Janice, my friend Janice, she's going to come and do all the girls' makeup. And then her sister, Linda, Linda's new too. Um, Linda is going to do um, hair. And um, and she's going to do them for all of us. And then um, our moms, if we have time for them, we're, you know, we're going to do them too. Mm. Hmm. So here's the thing. Oh. People can be really, really great. Janice and Linda can be really, really great doing hair and makeup for themselves, for a friend. But when you put 12 people in front of them, five people in front, even three people in front of them. At one time. That's all, at one time, it's a lot to do. And there's, there's hair and makeup, like brushes and, and all of those things that, I mean... You know, we're in an age now where we don't touch faces and lips and all this, you know, over and over again. Professionals have multiple of everything. So you don't have to worry about any cross-contamination. Bring an aunt or not friend Janice and Linda in to do it. They might not be set up for that situation. They also might not be set up for when two of your girls walk in with wet hair when they weren't supposed to. There's no hair dryers, you know? Yes, yes. But a professional is going to come prepared with for that, you know, because someone didn't listen to the wedding planner say, come in with dry hair. Oh, my goodness. Sick. Do you know that happens? And that is that is the biggest thing is that when you, that's why I love, no disrespect to Janice and Linda. I'm sure they're very <laughs> talented. They're, however, I'm sure they are. However, with a full, first of all, when you when you hire like a full glam team, they have the experience of getting you done. They know they work under pressure. They have that experience. They know what it, how important their role is in the in the morning. They mm-hmm. already know the questions to ask. They already know to come prepared. All of that stuff. They know that I have 30 minutes. This is what I can do. Boom, boom, boom. It's like a 
they're they already have all of the knowledge. Right. 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 That's such a good point. I'm so glad that you brought that up. It's kind of off subject, but because I can talk about hair and makeup all day. But <laughs> being able to say to someone when someone comes up and says, here's the picture that I found on Pinterest that I would like to have, please. And this is like a four hour hairdo. Girl, there's not time for, there's no wedding where there is time for that. You know, for the bride, yes, bride gets whatever she wants. Yes. But no, no. When you want the 14 different French braids and then they're going to turn into this swirly bun somewhere and (sighs) make sure the highlights are right here and. (laughs) <laughs> we, can't, we can't do that at weddings. We cannot. And, we cannot do that at weddings. And a professional would have had those conversations before. Yes. yes. So then they could or, have said, okay, I see what you're going for, but let's think about this. Yes. And then it wouldn't be exactly. a surprise, right? No, Because exactly. we are on a timeline. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I think um, one of the other big things that we should probably talk about is DIY. Um, uh, what was I just saying? Uh, Music. Ugh. So, okay. So we hit music a couple different times during your wedding. You've got the ceremony, the cocktail, and the reception, right? Yes. Okay. So the options for all of those are you can playlist it, which means you're playing it off a speaker, or off of a you know iPod or something. Mm-hmm. Or you can have a DJ who has, you know, puts all the music together and pushes the buttons when it's appropriate. And um, then you could have, or you could have live, which is, you know, a live musician or vocalist singing and, you know, Mm -hmm. playing beautiful instruments. Okay. So those are your three options. Yes. All three of those options, really, you could DIY. You could. (laughs) Yes. So let's talk about the the pros. Okay. To, um, what was the first one I said? Playlist. Playlist. Okay. Okay. So the pros to a playlist is that you you put it together. You know yeah. exactly what music, you know exactly at 4.35 where you want the music to start. You right. know you know how it gets sometimes, right? Yeah. You mm-hmm. will know you have that opportunity to put everything together exactly the way that you want it to be. Boom. That's the pro for Spotify. Yes. Yeah. Um the con to that mm. is that maybe some of that that music does not go over as well as you think you would do okay i like to think of it like this there are songs that we love to sing in our cars yes like like so much fun to sing in our cars and maybe you bop it around and you're like i love this song <laughs> that's my jam <laughs> yeah that's my jam those jams do not always work on the dance floor no they don't no right. they don't it's a sometimes they do sometimes some songs are meant for dance floors and that's where you really see people rocking in their cars but then some songs you just like and so you choose them and put them on your playlist because you just love them so much but they're really they don't get people on the dance floor and staying on the dance floor exactly instead you see them straggle off yes and you're like wait where is everybody going this is my jam yes yeah exactly exactly so and those are things that a professional, a DJ, would be able to, would know and acknowledge at the beginning and say, okay, these these four songs that you picked, these are great songs. Can we play them at dinner instead of, yes. or at cocktail hour, instead of when the dance floor is open? So you have that guide, that professional, yes. who can tell, who can show you, you know, the good, bad. And you know what? Just like you said earlier, 
that might be something that someone could call a DJ for consultation for as well. That is a to help them build a playlist. You're absolutely right. You're I'm absolutely have to call right. Some of my DJ friends and say, guess what? I have a new business venture for you. Yeah, to have like an hourly consultation. Yes, and yeah, I'm going to say absolutely. this. I'm going to add this on to Kelly because if they, if you are going that route, also maybe think about um, going with a AV company, right? Follow, mm-hmm. follow me here. Go with okay. the AV company. Have them come out, do a walkthrough. And and get have them set up all the speakers, make yeah. sure your sound is right, make sure what you're playing, like all of that can be heard and it sounds good because you're still gonna need you're still gonna need your microphones and everything like that for yeah. your ceremony, for toast, for speeches, for all of it. So yes. maybe get together and have an AV person come out and make sure that your Spotify playlist will be heard. Yeah. Another thing that we have to consider if you're going to DIY any of your music is that, or all of your music, is that you do need to have someone responsible for the music yes. throughout the evening. And that goes right back to Uncle Joe, who's supposed to be your MC. And Uncle Joe decided he was going to be at the pool before the wedding. And he had a couple of pina coladas while he was there. And then he got to cocktail hour and he's like, well, I don't really start until reception. So I'm going to have a few vodka tonics over here oh, during cocktail oh, hour. Oh and by the time he gets to the reception, Uncle Joe is toast. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, the, your venue manager or wedding planner, or wedding coordinator is looking all over the place for Uncle Joe all the time to get things uh. accomplished. And maybe Uncle Joe gets a little feisty on the microphone. So oh. there's, there's some things that could really go rye when you go that direction so if you are going to diy your music and or mc it's really important that you put someone who is very responsible and who would not mind not being a guest that night because they are not a guest that night they are working the entire time so i'm gonna go i'm i'm gonna ask you this question would it be best to say in all of these situations, not to hire family, like find somebody, oh, find somebody absolutely. like find somebody outside, like even a friend of a friend or something that you can just yes. assign that task to in all of these tasks, like no family, no cousins, no nothing. Yeah, because like you said, those people will want to be a part of the celebration. Yes, that's when you bring in Janice's coworker, oh. who was nothing. Who was no <laughs> Janice's coworker, Susan. I just, I was just hoping Linda's not going to have to do hair and then be the <laughs> MC too. <laughs> Exchange the brush for a microphone. <laughs> that is great. Boy, I haven't laughed that hard in a while. Can you imagine? I'm going to have to do a graphic now for Instagram that has this whole collection of people. Sally, Joe, Linda, Janice, and Susan. And they are the doing everything. They're doing everything. That's the DIY team. Oh, good gracious. Good gracious. Yeah, so I think, guys, what, you know, basically what we're trying to say is that 100%, there's potential for you saving money when you DIY. Um, the... Things can work out well. Mm-hmm. You just have to put the effort in to make sure that they do. Do the research. Do the work. Um, maybe do take some money to invest into hiring a little bit of consultation help yes. from 
you know, coordinators and uh, DJs or band and um, directors, um, uh, yes. AV people, you know, to make sure that what you're doing is working well. I think there, there's a lot of wedding professionals who would absolutely do that. Don't ask them to do it for free. That's right. not no, nice. No, no. You know, um, your dentist doesn't tell you how to do things for free. So neither should, you know, can't expect it from your wedding professionals. But I think it's a great, great, you know, idea to to consider yeah, for, for that. Because mm-hmm. we all, as professionals, as wedding creatives, we all want everybody to have amazing and flawless wedding days. And so what, however yeah, we, we can help, however yeah. we can help, we are open to it. And I want to say yeah. I, I do have a, a positive DIY from a band situation. Oh, okay. Yes. So we had a couple that said, oh, we we just have a few friends. We have a few friends who like to play together and we're just going to have them play at the wedding. And I literally started thinking, oh, my gosh, what are we going to what's going to happen? Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they totally surprised me. They were super on top of it. They had fun. They were a good band. That's so great. there are times where also the couple may just randomly say, oh, yeah, I have a friend who does this. I have a friend who does that. And sometimes it works out well. Mm-hmm. So that was my I, positive for DIY bands, because sometimes they work out well. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I'll bet you anything for that one that the couple took the time to give them all the information that they needed, like. You know, they they yes. knew about like load in and load out. They knew about the things that were happening during the evening so that it, it because these musicians, I mean, they can be so, so talented. Bands can be so great. And where it falls apart is they just don't know how weddings work. Yes. So if you just give them, you know, give them that little bit of information that they need so they understand the flow and who they're going to be working with that evening and who to take direction from and things like that, that can, I, I agree with you. Yes. I've had a couple of really great, like quote unquote bar bands, but they just had to be led. Some of them oh, don't yeah. want to be led. Yeah. Some yes. of them don't want to. And that's where trouble, you know, occurs. They're artists. But, um, they're artists and they're sensitive yeah, about their yeah. stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I mean, they're great bands. So, you yeah. don't. I mean, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Shonda, this has been such a good episode. Aww, I've had we such could a go good on. Time. I know, and we could go on all day. That's that's the problem here. We need a part um, two. Yeah. Well, I feel like we need to do a whole episode <laughs> on food trucks. Like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to go there. Oh, oh, yes. Because you know, because it's yes. something. Don't you find? I mean, it comes up a lot more and more often. So it does. You know, and the whole point of this this podcast is to help people make decisions. So if it's something that's on people's minds, I want to talk about it. Let's you know, let's put out the pros and cons to these things. I'm down for so, that. Yeah. And also, maybe we could get sponsored by some kind of taco truck that can make us something good. I think so. <laughs> I can find a few. <laughs> Shonda, it was so good talking to you today. Thank you so much for this topic. And I hope that you will come back for another season. I definitely will. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Good. Such a good um, morning starter, right? Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm so glad to be able to share my wedding experiences and expertise with you and that my co-hosts are so giving of theirs. We truly do want you to have the best time at your wedding. And our hope is that this podcast is helping you to make your engagement time while planning your wedding that much easier. 
may I ask a favor of you if this is the case? Would you just take a moment to leave a review of this podcast on your listening platform? It helps people just like you to find the podcast and to also find out their answers so they can make decisions. I would also absolutely love for you to give this versus that podcast a shout out on your social media. You can find us at this versus that wedding podcast on Instagram. And if you would like me to help you with a specific question, a wedding decision, please, by all means, ask, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you and maybe just maybe even have you as a wedding guest on a future episode. How fun. Here's to another great wedding.